Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 30. I've reached my age in podcasts. Welcome, Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Hey everyone, welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 30. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Brendan Lowe, and in today's podcast, I'm going to be going over how to use diatonic harmony. So the last couple episodes, I went over diatonic harmony and modes, and in today's episode, I'm going to be showing you the power of diatonic harmony and why knowing the degrees of the scale and the chords that are built off of them can really, really improve your playing and help your overall knowledge of jazz piano. So before I get into that, the website I've created for all of you listening is jazzpianoschool.com. You can go there, sign up for a completely free membership um, and, and watch lesson videos. And I add a new lesson video into the library every week. So I'll add a new lesson video into the four categories that are on there, technique, harmony and theory, uh, repertoire, vocab, really, and uh, improvisation. So this is my method on teaching jazz piano, those four different categories. Um, I will be releasing a course na- uh, in the fall um, as I'm going through a rebrand and uh, imagery design. So that will be available, and I'll get into those details uh, as it gets closer on. But let's dive into this episode. So I talked about diatonic harmony and why it was Uh, excuse me, not why it was important, that's what I'm going to be doing today, but how to use um, and find chords built off of the scale. So diatonic harmony, just to review, means a relationship between chords and a scale. So if you take a scale, like the C major scale, you can build chords off of the degrees of the scale using notes from the scale. So let me just give you a quick example again. Here's our C major scale. Right? Now, if I stack uh, thirds up from the first degree of the scale, and that's you know, generally how we build our root position chord, using notes from the scale I just played, right? I'm not using any black notes because in the scale we have all white notes, I build a C major seven chord. So we would uh, analyze that or call that chord the one major seven chord in the key of C, right? So this C major seven chord is also in other keys but because we are in the key of C, it is known as the one major seven because one is the first degree of the C major scale, and that's why we call it the one major seven. Now if I go to the next chord, D minor seven, right? I'm still building my chord up, and I'm using notes from the C major scale. Now this starts on the second degree of the scale, so we would call this our two minor seven chord in the key of C, right? And so again, we can go up all the chords, three minor seven, four major seven, five seven, six minor seven, seven minor seven flat five, okay? This is a a funny chord, we haven't really talked about these yet. And finally, one major seven. So in every key, okay, based off of uh, a scale, you know, depending upon the scale, if it changes, you're gonna have seven chords. You're gonna have a major seven, minor seven on the two, minor seven on the three, major seven on the four, five seven on the five, right? This is our only dominant chord within a key. Six minor seven, seven minor seven flat five, and then the one, 
all right? So those are our chords. Now we have two majors on the one and the four. We have three minor chords on the two, the three, and the six, right? Here are our minor chords within our key. And we have one dominant chord on the five and one minor seven flat five on the seven chord, all right? So no matter what key I'm in, if I go to the key of F and I play and I know my major scale, right? We need to know our major scales in order to apply this. So if I know my major scale in F, the same pattern is going to apply for the key of F. I'm gonna have my one major seven chord, but now we're in the key of F. So here's my F major seven. My two minor seven is my G minor seven because it's the second degree of the scale and we use the notes from the F major scale to build our chord. So it will always build, as long as we're using notes from the major scale, we'll always build the same qualities of chords on the different starting notes of the scale. Does that make sense? So on the two, it's always gonna be minor, right? Because we're using the same pattern. On the three, it's always gonna be minor. On the four, major. On the five, dominant. On the six, minor seven. These are all minor se uh, seventh chords, by the way, not just triads. On the seven minor seven flat five, we'll always have that on the seven. And then one again. All right, so here are our chords. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Forgot what key we're in. Okay, so my seven diatonic chords in the key of F. Now, in the previous episode, I recommended going through all the keys and practicing your diatonic chords, right? You want to practice them in your right hand, your left hand, and hands together. That way you can go through all the keys, right, in B flat, E flat, E, A, D, and you know all the diatonic chords, you know that key so well. And that's very difficult. I mean, it takes a long time to know the keys so thoroughly, but I'm starting you out with that advice so that you can really create just a super, super strong foundation. I mean, everything's gonna come so much easier if you are really working at the exercise I just gave you throughout all the keys. Pretty much all the exercises I give you should be done throughout all the keys. You never wanna leave a key out, right? I mean, it's just as important as all the other ones. So, all right, now here is where we start to get into some cool stuff. Now we can, once you know your numbers, right? So if I say four, you should know that's a major seven chord. Okay, if I say six, what chord is that? You should know it's a minor seven. If I say two, you know it's a minor seven. If I say one, obviously that's a major seven. So if I say, what your, what's your seven chord? That's your minor seven flat five, okay? Now in um, jazz or progressions, we talk based off of numbers um, because it's just a quick, it's a super quick, easy way to tell someone a progression or to explain a progression or, you know, um, it, it's just the lingo, right? So we, that's where two, five, one comes from. So we're playing the two chord in, the, in, in any key, right? Let's say we're in the key of C, we're playing the two chord. And the two is always a minor seven, and you should know that, okay? This is why you're studying the um, diatonic harmony, so that you know it's a minor seven. So if you're on the bandstand, someone says, here's a progression, three, six, five, two, one. You're gonna, you know, you're not gonna freeze up. You'll know that the qualities of those chords and how to play them. But if you don't study your theory, you don't understand the diatonic harmony, then you'll never be able to get to that point. So that's why it's so important. Anyway, two, five, one, right? We have our two minor seven, our five seven, five chord, and our one chord. Now we don't have to say the qualities because they're given. They're the same in every key, the qualities of the chord. That's why we just say the progressions, like the numbers. So um, this, and uh, for uh, Anita listening to this podcast, this is how you're going to transpose um, 
songs into different keys. It's by studying the progressions. Now, if I look at a, a piece, Autumn Leaves, right? Um, and I see, um, you know, C minor, F7, B flat major, E flat major 7, A minor 7 flat 5, D7, and G minor. So uh, in the key of G minor, right? Um, I believe it's in a different key in the real book. I think it's in um, the key of E minor. Um, but let's say in the key of G minor. Now, in order to put this into another key, just the progression I'm talking about now, we can we, we analyze the chords, all right? And what I'll be doing actually um, is creating a video of a real book page to show you how we actually do this. I'm just gonna explain it now while I'm talking though. So the C minor seven chord, we know we are in the key of G minor or uh, B flat major, it's relative major. And so how do we do this? The first thing we need to do is look at the key signature. And so when we see the key signature, we're gonna know what key we're in because that's what it tells us. Depending upon the sharps or flats, we know what key we're in. So certain keys have a cert, always have the same number of sharps and flats. B flat, and this is again why major scales. This is why it's important to know your major scales because when you learn your major scales, you'll know your key signature for that key and you'll be able to continue to learn this process. B flat has how many flats? Two, right? Two flats. B flat and E flat, okay? So when we look at the chart for autumn leaves, we will know that we're in the key of B flat major, or in this case, G minor, it goes to G minor. So either or, they're both, um, the progressions will be in either the major or the minor, and I'll, I'll tell you how to see that. But our first chord is a C minor seven chord. Now normally pieces um, start with a one chord. Sometimes they start with a two chord, like in this case. So our C minor seven, how we analyze the chords is we're gonna count up from uh, our one or the root of our scale. So in this case, we're in the key of B flat. So I'm gonna count up going by the degrees of the scale until I get to the root of the chord. So we have the C minor seven chord and you know this is one step away, right? So there's a C and I know my C minor seven is built off the two. And so there we go, that's a two minor seven chord in this chart. So what I do is I write two minor seven above my C minor seven chord. Now I know what degree of the scale that is. I know the quality and I know um, how it's serving in the piece, like how its harmony is serving. Now the next chord we have is an F seven. So I take my same process. I, I try and figure out what degree of the scale is the F in the key of B flat. So here's my major scale, one, two, three, four, five. All right, so I figured out that the F is the five chord, right? It's the fifth note of the scale, and this would mean that it's the five seven chord. Now we need to check because sometimes you know composers will throw curveballs in there and throw like uh, an F minor seven in there instead of an F dominant seven. Now if it was an F minor seven, okay, since it's on the fifth note of the scale and it's minor. It's not in the key of B flat because we know the only chord that can be the fifth of our B flat in the key of B flat is our five seven chord. It has to be dominant, a dominant five seven. Okay, because of the pattern. All the degrees of the scale will occupy the same exact chord qualities. So if we have a chord quality that differs from our pattern, we know it's coming from a different key. It cannot be from the key of B flat. Thankfully, this is a dominant chord in Autumn Leaves. 
So we have an F7 dominant chord, which is our 5-7. So we have our 2 chord going to our 5 chord. Now, can you guess, everybody, where do you think it's going to go next? <laughs> yes, it's going to go to the 1 chord, right? 1. And one of the strongest progressions in jazz are 2-5-1, okay? And so the 1 chord is obviously easy, the B-flat major. We're in the key of B-flat. It's a major 7 chord, so that syncs up with the quality. Um, if it was a minor 7, obviously it would be from a different key, but it's major, it's the 1 chord. So we have our first progression, 2-5-1 of this key, uh, excuse me, of this progression. Now that's how Autumn Leaves starts. So, how do we use this? Let's say we want to play Autumn Leaves in a different key. If you guys are playing with a singer, right? Or we just, it's good to practice through the different keys, right? We want to transpose this to a different key. We're going to need to know the numbers of the progression, and this will make it just worlds easy, right? Um, instead of, of, you know, I don't know, any other, I can't even think of other ways how you would do this. It would just be a complete headache. Once we know our progression numbers, then we can transpose it into any key we want because we've practiced our diatonic chords in every key, hopefully. <laughs> so let's say we want to move it to the key of G, right? G major. We know we start off with our two chord. Now in the key of G major, what is our two chord? A minor seven, right? Hopefully you said that. So A minor seven is our two chord. And what is our five chord in the key of G? Now, if you forget, we can count up one, two, three, four, five, D. We know our five chord is a dominant seven. So there's our five chord in the key of G. And again, this is why it's important to practice your diatonic chords so that you know what chords are in each key. So we have our two, five, and then boom, finally our one chord. All right? Now we've just transposed that first bit of the progression into the key of G, right? It's, and it's that easy. So. We continue through the piece, we analyze the progressions and how the chords fit into um, the structure of the piece, and then we can move it and take that template, like um, the numbers, so two, five, one, and we can move that into any key we want by playing the same numbers because it will be the exact same pattern in every key. Now sometimes, I don't want to get into this yet because I want to keep it concise and short, Sometimes the keys will change in a piece. You'll see different keys. And in that case, right, we just want to we want to note what key it goes to. So if we're in the key of C and it changes to the key of F. Okay, let's say um, we're playing diatonically in the key of C. We have the one chord and then a three minor seven. But let's say it goes to G minor seven. Now G is the fifth note in the C major scale. One, two, three, four, five. So technically, that should be a dominant, right? Because it's five. But that's not what's on the paper, right? On the chart, it says G minor seven. So that auto automatically should set off some warning flags, like, uh-oh, we're not in the key of C anymore because the five chord should always be dominant. So this chord has to be coming from a different key. Now, a minor chord, if you guys know how many minor chords are in every key, right? Three. We have the two chord, the three chord, and the six chord. Those are all minor seventh chords, all right? So we have three minor seventh. So this minor chord could come from three different keys. Now, how do we tell which chord it comes, which, excuse me, which key it comes from? Well, we need to continue to look ahead, all right? In the chart, it's going to give us clues as to what key it's coming from and how the chord is serving, right? In the sentence, it's exactly like language. So if we look ahead, let's say I look ahead one bar. I'm just creating this up. It's not any piece that I'm talking about specifically. Let's say the next chord is a C dominant seven chord. 
Okay, so C7, C dominant 7. Now, is there a relationship between our G minor 7 and our C7? Do you guys see a relationship there? Okay, the G minor 7 going to C7, that's going up a fourth. Now, in a certain key, when a minor chord starts um, on a note and then it goes up by a fourth to a dominant, that is a 2-5 relation, right? You see that? Um, so that G minor is going up to the 5 chord, so this would mean G minor is a 2, C7 is a 5, and so we're getting a little closer. We have a 2-5. Now, um, we could say that, that those two chords are in the key of uh, F, right? Because this would be 2 and 5 and then 1. And usually, two fives will resolve to one, but if they don't, you could, you could write an F and circle it because that's a two-five relation. So that's automatically gonna tell you where from the key of F there. But usually, it will resolve down to the one chord. So if we look ahead, we see an F major, boom. That's like our you know, reassurance that we are in the key of F. I can put a big F there because we've just had a two-five-one pattern and we're now in the key of F major seven, resolving to the one chord. So when you see certain chords outside of the key, realize that the key is changing. Look ahead, see what, see if the other chords fit with each other somehow. You know, in a certain pattern, they take on certain qualities of a different key, right? And see what key it might be coming to. Like what? And usually, there's a lot of two five ones, guys. Right? So you can usually spot a two five one and know what key you are now in by learning the two five one. So I hopefully, hopefully that helps understand the patterns. Now the fun thing to do, and especially for composition, is just create patterns, right? Take any key. You can take any progression you want, and this is just the greatest exercise to compose a piece. You, uh, let's, let's take a, let me see, three, six, four, uh, hopefully I can remember these. Three, six, four, two, four, one. All right, and you can start to compose pieces like this. So three in the key of C. Obviously, you know, I'm embellishing, but this is how we start to build harmonies, right? So three, and then going to our six. Um, I believe I said two. I honestly can't remember what I said, but I'm gonna go to the four. Maybe back to the three. Maybe to the two. And then the five. And then one. Okay, so now let's try and let me see if I can replicate that. So we had the three. I'll play it more, uh, you know, standard. So here's our three, six, two, and then I went to the four, back to the three, back to the two, five, and then one. So now we have a harmonic structure, like just by putting a random, completely random progression together. I was just calling out numbers. And you, this is a great composition exercise. Just put numbers together and, and see what you can create. Now we can create some spacing, okay? And this is how we're starting to use our, our harmony knowledge, right? We can create spacing within the progression I just made. So it doesn't have to be bar by bar, bar chord by chord. We can make two bars for one chord. We can make, uh, put two chords in one bar. So let me, let me change this up and I'll put the first two chords in one bar. So one, two, next chord by itself. One, two, three, four. Now here's two chords per bar. One, two, 
three, four, I'll put this last chord by itself. And then the C major, all right? So I'll play that again. sus chord there if you guys are curious they're like that doesn't sound like a dominant chord I'm playing a sus chord so I had the four instead of the three just a quick tip if you don't know what that means don't worry about it okay now we have our spacing now we just add some rhythm right we add some rhythmic um, you know uh, rhythm some some rhythms basically to it okay so I'm just gonna add a little bit of uh, rhythmic component to this just randomly I'm just making this up uh, let me see you can swing it, you can make it straight, whatever feel you want. Latin, choose a feel, right? You want to choose a feel. Oh, so that's kind of nice. Um, so that's our swing feel. We can do Latin, right? Um, I like that. I like that the most. I like it more than the swing. If we do more of a straight feel, this will kind of sound like Latin, but the Latin style, right? The drummer will change the groove. So this will be more of just a straight 16th note, like kind of more of an R&B feel. Okay. So you pick whatever style you want. And this is why Learning diatonic harmony is so, so important because you're learning the progressions, you're learning the movements, you're learning how the chords fit into the sentence, right? This is exactly like learning a language. So we need to understand the movements and, and how these chords work and, and flow in and out. And once you start learning these progressions, you're gonna be able to reharm these pieces and just go and off into these completely, well, it sounds like completely other direction, right? If I were to play Autumn Leaves and reharm it a little bit, um, it's going to sound completely like out of the harmonies, but I know exactly what I'm doing because I know the structure of it, right? So I could start with an F7 sus, go to a B7 um, for a tritone, alter, and then the B flat, uh, maybe a tritone of the B flat, and then to a tritone of the E flat major sus and then go to the minor I actually really like that I've never actually done that before and then finish off into the minor right so let me try it again so we have the sus chord for one bar the F7 sus sus now we went to the tritone the altered then we finish it off and again don't worry about the descriptions I'm just I'm just giving you an example of where diatonic harmony can lead to and I'll get you guys there don't worry okay altered tritone B flat major seven now we're gonna do two chords for the E flat we're gonna do the alt the tritone of the B flat altered again and then tritone of the E flat major sus Finally, we get into our 2-5 that leads to the minor key. A minor set, this is just the regular. And 
in G minor major. All right, so here it is one more time. I'll just comp through it. Okay, so that's where we can go. That, sound, that doesn't sound like autumn leaves, but if you start soloing over that, right? If my right hand's soloing over it, my left hand chords are comping that progression, we've just reharmed. Right? It's, it's like, wow, holy crap. That's, that's taking you just like into a new world, right? Of just, um, that's why jazz is great. It gives you freedom. You can, you can take these tools and build your house, right? However you want it. You got, you, the world is your oyster, right? You can go wherever you want it. It allows you to have complete um, self-expression and just the sounds and moods that you're feeling, you can completely convey them in jazz. And that's why I love the music. So that wraps this lesson up. And that is exactly how we use diatonic harmony and why it's important, okay? And so I'm just giving you a preview. I showed you a little bit how to transpose pieces by using um, progressions and, why, and how we're gonna get into a progression. So, but learning the chords in every key and learning what um, qualities they are is very, very important because I'll begin to slowly start speaking in terms of progression, saying three, six, two, five, one, or one, three, four, sharp, four, diminished, five, sharp, five, diminished, six, uh, two, five, one, you know? So when you know the chord qualities and in the notes of your major scale, you can start to play the chords based off of those degrees. And that's why it's so important to learn it. So thanks so much guys. If you could please leave a review in iTunes, if you've done so already, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate all the support and I really appreciate the comments you guys send me. Um, honestly, you know, it, it's, it's great to get feedback. Um, and I love getting people who are telling me things are messed up too <laughs> because I need to fix those. Um, sometimes I'll put something out there and I won't even realize I made mistakes in it. Like the last um, email I sent out or video, you know, I cursed in it by accident. And so um, someone told me I had a curse in there. Nico, thank you. And uh, so I fixed that. So I need you guys to give me feedback. It just helps so much um, and to create better content and just really provide the vision that I have to help you guys and instruct you on jazz piano. So that's it for the podcast, guys. Thank you so much. In the next podcast, I'm going to be going over beginner ear training. Uh, that's it. Happy practicing.